It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. The Bengals escape wildcard weekend thanks to Logan Wilson and Sam Hubbard making a game winning play. Let's get into it. You are locked on Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast as the Bengals continue their postseason march to Buffalo. I'm Jake Lisko. He's James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you coverage of your team every day. Free and available everywhere you get your podcast and on YouTube, even when we start recording at 1.11 a.m. Eastern time, as it is after Sunday Night Football. So we appreciate all of you who hit the subscribe button, who hit the follow button, who make us your first listen. Today's episode of Lockdown Bengals presented by Prize Picks, who will give you a 100% instant deposit match for daily fantasy football done right up to $100 with promo code LOCKDOWN. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked on. James, there's so many things we could talk about in this game. I mean, what a roller coaster ride it was. We could talk about what I think was maybe the biggest football play of the season in terms of swinging a game. And that's Sam Hubbard, Logan Wilson. We could talk about how Joe Burrow played. We could talk about how they snapped all these streaks and all this stuff. I want to start with the play of the game, James. Where do you want to start? Well, let's start there. And, and, Let's tie it all together because there's a lot of things to be, you know, to be nitpicky about or complain about or or just to be critical of because they didn't play great, right? And we're going to do that. And I'm sure there's plenty of talk of that throughout this week on the pod about it. But what do championship teams do, Jake? They find ways to win when they shouldn't win or they might not win or it feels like the world's going against them. And, heck, this defense played awful for three quarters. I'm going to be – pretty honest outside of the interception to Akeem Davis Gaither 
it was awful. I didn't think they were good at all. <laughs> I didn't think they were that stabilizing force that would calm the waters. Like I would say in all my little metaphors and things that I used all week going into this game. And then Logan Wilson and Sam Hubbard made a play. And it was the play. You, you said at the NFL, maybe this season, I think it's the most memorable play. And I'm not being prisoner of the moment here. Bengals history. Bengals history. Because they win a playoff game at home in front of 66,000 people because of this play. And who knows what it turns into? Who knows how far they go? But it was a, a record-setting play, a, an historic play. And uh, I think it's going to be one of those plays that in 20 years, it's like, oh, remember when Sam Hubbard and Logan Wilson, or when, when Sam Hubbard returned that, and then someone else mentions Logan Wilson, and then someone else mentions Jesse Bates pushing Huntley out at the two-yard line, three-yard line or two-yard line, a play prior. So just what a what a wild sequence, Jake. It was just completely wild, and it, it went in the Bengals' favor, and I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, I did think the Bengals' defense would play a little bit better than they did. I don't know if I thought they were awful. Uh, I don't know if I would go quite that far personally. Maybe we just Huntley was completing bit. like 80% of his passes, and they were moving the ball up and down the field. That's why I was just like – all right, that's awful to me. But Yeah, they, they definitely passed the ball better than I thought they would as I look over at the box score on the left and, and try to recall moments of the game. And the, the defense was so close to so many plays. In sure. that sense, it, it wasn't as good as it has been because those are plays they make. Like At some point in the game, I tweeted James, like there have been so many plays in this game that should have been a loss of yards for the Ravens or a no gain for the Ravens that instead turned into a big play for the Ravens. That was crazy at points in this game. You know, the snap that goes over Huntley's head and yeah. turns into a first down. Yep. You know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, the, the check down to J.K. Dobbins where he, he ends up going for 15 yards and it should have been a tackle for no gain. Four different Bengals over pursuing on a screen that looks like it's dead to rights for no gain. Goes for a big gain. There's a lot of stuff like that where, you know, they got to make these plays next week. But I also think... You know, this was a game where this might have been the worst matchup in the playoffs for them. And, and there's a little bit of 2020 hindsight there, right? I, I thought that the Bengals would not quite have this much of a hard time with this game. And, of course, things change when Jonah Williams goes down, and that's something we'll talk about too. But uh, going back to the play of the game, which is where this all started, just to, yep. to close the loop on that conversation – Sam Hubbard giving Logan Wilson credit for his awareness, incredibly aware play to realize a quarterback for some reason is, is jumping from that far out. A really poor play by Huntley in that situation. Huntley thought he was Trevor Lawrence. Go ahead. And, and thought he was closer. And, and Harbaugh, even, Harbaugh even said after the game, like, the play was for him to go low and, and do the, the Eagles QB sneak where you go low, you get pushed from the back, and nobody stops that in the NFL. But uh, – the other player I wanted to, to shout out on this play because I'm not, I'm not sure how many people have, and Sam was asked about this, Sam Hubbard was asked about this after the game and his presser, was uh, Jermaine Pratt. Yep. Jermaine Pratt's first contact on this play, and if Pratt doesn't slow down Huntley's momentum, the ball might break the plane before Logan Wilson can react and get up there to knock the ball free. And also I think Pratt has a hand on the football when it comes loose too. So just want to make sure that Jermaine Pratt, who – I, I haven't seen anybody really give much credit on this play. I, I think a few people saw it, certainly. Um, 
just want to give him some credit as well for, for being part of this play that is a 14-point swing in a matter of seconds. Goes from Ravens taking a 24-17 lead to Bengals taking a 24-17 lead that they keep for the rest of the game. And it gave the defense the shot in the arm they needed to realize. And I'm not talking trash here, and I say it with respect because I just said how great he was playing against this Bengals defense. To realize they were facing Tyler Huntley and the Baltimore Ravens and that they shouldn't be going up and down the field. Because then that following drive, what happens? Mike Hilton gets the sack. Cam Sample comes up with a big play, and they're starting to get off the field. And they get the momentum needed to play like themselves and so whatever whatever happened on that play, it gave them that. But it's just a wild play. I mean, from the get-go, uh, you're right. Pratt deserves credit. But then as Hubbard's streaking down the field, it's like, oh, well, Mark Andrews is going to tackle him. Yeah. And thank goodness there was like eight Bengals around, it felt like, and I think it was more like four. But th- they found a way to get an 89's way to not let that happen. And uh, just – it's, it's such a wild, wild play, but then it set the tone for the entire fourth quarter because even when the Ravens got close-ish, this Bengals defense stepped up and, and didn't let them get inside the five or inside the eight where it felt like they were really going to uh, have a decision to make. By the way, I think the Ravens would have went for two, which yep. would have been the scariest. Oh, my goodness. Not for the Ravens side. They were playing with house money by then. But it's yeah. – uh, so, yeah, I think um, – this Bengals defense deserves a ton of credit because it's hard to flip that switch, especially, and I've said this a couple of times, but the, the new England game is another one where everyone expects you to win. And then things start going against you and you have to respond the right way. Everything seemed to be going against them. Huntley running, rolling out. And they just, they were on their heels and they just made a play. And then that play set the tone for the rest of the fourth quarter. So this defense they deserve a ton of credit, even though, like I said, I, I was pretty outspoken about how I thought they played early. They made the plays necessary. And once that one play happened, an historic play, like I said, I, I think that that really is. Do you agree? I mean, it's going to go down in Bengals history as one of these these plays. And especially if they they make another run and, and you know, win a couple more games. Yeah, they're definitely it's, it's in the conversation. It's got to be. It, it's it's. I, I don't know. Prisoner of the moment is so hard to say, right? Like how much of this is recency bias? How much of this is, no, yeah, this is actually the one. Um, but it's in the conversation for sure. Without giving it due consideration and actually going back and thinking about it, uh, it, it gets a little tricky. But but you're right that it's certainly in that conversation and a massive moment. And, and the Cincinnati kid, the story writes itself. Mike Tarico's call was fantastic. I can't well. wait to hear Dan Hord's call. I haven't heard it yet. I haven't either, and, actually. And, oh, I can't wait to hear it. It's going to yeah. be, oh, man. Just, I'm excited to hear it. That's all. And, and despite all that, the game comes down to the wire on a Hail Mary, right? And and I'm holding my breath like on a Hail Mary. Two. Yes. Inches, inches. Prochet gets his hand on the ball. And I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, I tweet, thank God after the game, like just exhale. And, and a few people tweeted me like, Are, I'm, I'm, I can't wait for the woo tonight. And I'm like, man, I don't have the energy for that. I, I am drained. That was, that was a difficult game to be emotionally invested in. And I was. Playoff football brings that out of me. But coming up next, Bengals snaps some streaks in this one. And Joe Burrow, I think, also played a good game. The offense is going to have some adjustments to make. So a lot more to talk about in this one coming up next.
But you're probably eliminated from your fantasy leagues. Maybe you're not doing playoff fantasy. Of course, you're eliminated from fantasy leagues. The, the fantasy season is over. But that doesn't mean you can't play daily fantasy with prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy the way it should be, where you pick two to five players. And if they're going to score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. So next week, you can pick Josh Allen to go less than his projection and Joe Burrow to go more or flip it, reverse it, whatever you want, two to five players, and boom, you can win. Entries take 60 seconds or less. So check out prize picks today at prizepicks.com or the prize picks app and play daily fantasy sports. And with promo code locked on, you're going to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's free money. Take advantage of it right now at prizepicks.com or the prize picks app. And remember to use promo code locked on for an instant deposit match up to $100. Today's episode of Locked on Bengals is also brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. And as we've discussed, life doesn't come with a user manual. John Harbaugh could have used a user manual trying to manage the clock at the end of this game, even though he defended himself to the media afterwards. So when things aren't working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. And that's why BetterHelp Online Therapy has those therapists trained to help you figure out the cause of those challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills. This makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine of your mind and your emotions. Over 3 million people have connected with therapists through BetterHelp. It's convenient, secure, accessible anywhere, 100% online. You can go fill out a brief questionnaire right now to match yourself with the therapist at BetterHelp. And if things aren't clicking, it's really easy to switch. And you can get to a new therapist that will better suit your needs. Couldn't be simpler. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% on your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. Jake, let's uh, keep things rolling and let's talk about Joey V. Because last week, struggled a bit, completed 59.5% of his passes, said he needed to be better. And I agree with you. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we, we didn't talk we really just on these post game shows, we just kind of dive in. I thought Joe Burrow played really well. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he had a really good game. He was on target. A couple drops again. It seems like it's a theme now where we're talking about the, the receivers and, and really skilled players letting him down some. So mm-hmm. I hate that, by the way. But he started this game 20 of 25, 5 of 5 to start. But then he was 12 of 15 at one point and, and 20 of 25. And just to me, was playing at a really, really high level, and the guys around him, including the injuries, which we'll get to, but I, I thought that had an impact, not Burrow, you know, who I think sort of figured out this Ravens defense, and even though they weren't giving him big plays, he was able to march downfield when the guys around him would make those plays that he, he put them in position to make. I, I feel like if the offensive line wasn't down three starters, we're not talking about a nail-biter. Yeah. I thought Joe Burrow played – a pretty fantastic football game. He did what he needed to do when he needed to do it, making Roquan Smith miss with that little juke in the backfield. I mean, how many players is he going to frustrate by making them miss in the backfield and then turning a negative play into a positive play? And it, it was a huge spot. Zach Taylor talked about it. You know, his quote was something to the effect of, we had a bad call, it was a bad look, and mm-hmm. and Joe made something happen. And if that, that doesn't happen... Huge third down run, yep. And if that doesn't happen to convert that third down on a four-yard scramble, 
they maybe don't score, right? They probably don't score on that drive, right? They probably don't go for it. They're at their own 30. No, they so don't. they're going to punt away. And, and that, that score is just like a massive, massive factor come the end of the game. You also talked about the touchdown pass to, or the, the near touchdown pass. I guess it wasn't quite into Hayden Hurst, uh, which is another really good play. Joe Burrow's changing plays at the line of scrimmage consistently in this game, getting the ball out on time. And then the offensive line injuries kind of added up a little bit too much. But, man, the Ravens, I also want to credit their defense because as well as Joe Burrow played, the offense for the Bengals was really pretty well stymied in this game. Like, I know they they had their moments and they had their drives, but the Ravens figured out how to, to take away Jamar Chase when they moved him into the slot. The only thing they were really giving up to Chase, and Chase could have had a bigger game than he did, was kind of the comeback game. It was, mm-hmm. it was like outbreakers coming back to the line of scrimmage, and, and they took advantage of that, and the Bengals got a lot, of, a lot of run out of that. And, of course, Jamar Chase had the touchdown when they go bunch on the right side, and uh, it was a good concept there, quarters beater, uh, to, to get Jamar underneath and let him run after the catch. And Jamar still had a really good game, but, um, you know, the Ravens had answers. And so this is something the Bengals are going to have to think about for the, for the next time they play the Ravens, which fortunately won't be – this season as the Ravens go home. Uh, but Burrow, I thought, played extremely high level, did what he had to do given what he was facing, made really sharp decisions, didn't put the ball in danger. And, and you know, we didn't have like the big time deep throw in this game because the Ravens just didn't give it to them. No. And, and then when Jonah Williams goes down, I mean, they still scored a touchdown. And the, that first drive of the second half we just talked about with Jackson Carmen at left tackle. Mm-hmm. And on that drive, I mean, that's Joe Burrow's best drive of the game. And we, we've talked about a couple of plays there, but Burrow's pre-snap diagnosis of the Ravens' defense on that drive and how quickly he was getting out of the ball, get, getting the ball out with great anticipation. I mean, it doesn't look flashy. It doesn't look like Josh Allen or Justin Herbert or whoever, but it was really, really high-level quarterbacking. No doubt. And so he finished 23-32, completed 72% of his passes for 209 yards, a touchdown, ran for another quarterback rating just shy of 100. I agree with you. That drive was the most needed. So Sam Hubbard plays the play of the game. That drive is two because the stadium, the energy was gone. And I'm not knocking the fans. It was, all right, 10-9, to no Jonah Williams. What's going on? And not that Jonah Williams is like this – linchpin but people understood like all right well who's gonna play left tackle yeah that's still a question too and it is and by the way jackson carmen was bad at left tackle but on that drive in my opinion maybe we'll rewatch and it's different but a couple penalties would you say i don't think so maybe we'll see uh i don't know if jackson carmen's gonna start at left tackle next week Oh, no, I'm saying he was bad. That's all. I'm not saying he's going to start. Uh, I'm agreeing with you, yeah. I, I just think that that first drive, he was passable. And then the Ravens said, okay, we are not letting this. And they figured it out and did what, you know, where they were able to make Burrow uncomfortable on that side. And he got sacked. After the, the roughing the, the kicker, where you get gifted a first down, it's like, all right, go get points and end the game. Mm-hmm. And and they couldn't. And third and long, Jackson Carmen gets beat. And – um so, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen at left tackle. But, yeah, Burrow played at a really, really high level. And that drive changed everything. Now, the Ravens erased it quickly because Eli Apple got beat just 
bad by DeMarcus. Yeah, I Brown. didn't have the Ravens receivers beating the Bengals in the script for this one. I got to be honest. Really weird. Really weird. And and it's not like they have huge numbers, but DeMarcus Robinson had the 41 yarder. Like that's a game changer. Mark Andrews had some big plays, obviously. And and they spread the ball around enough. I mean, Huntley completed 17 passes. That's it, it's one thing if who had Huntley with more passing yards than Joe Burrow? I did not. Or and more passing touchdowns. I also did not. Yeah. Fewer sacks taken. I mean, the, the Bengals line was bad. It, I mean, it, it's a problem that they will have to overcome. I do think this was the worst matchup in the playoffs for them. I do think that some things, I mean, eventually things started going their way in the fourth quarter. Like in the fourth quarter, they did get breaks. Tyler Huntley should never go high. He makes a mistake. The Bengals benefit. The Bengals win. But Huntley also, I mean, some of the plays Ravens came up with, to stay in this game, like I said, plays that should not have don't don't typically work out that way. Did work out that way for the Ravens, and then like Hayden Hurst putting the ball on the ground, Trent Taylor putting the ball on the ground, and and it goes out of bounds, nearly gives me a heart attack. Um, but like you know, th- yeah. things like that where you know Joe Burrow's taking sacks that he has he has no chance. I, I don't think this was a bad Burrow in the pocket game. I think that the sacks no. he took. We'll, we'll go see on tape if, if, they, if there's a chance to throw the ball on some of them, but the tackles didn't hold up. And, uh, you know, Ted Karras played okay, as you would hope. He, he's the best offensive line offensive lineman out there, but, man, this is going to be a talking point. Uh, but but let's finish up, James. The Bengals move on. They'll play the Bills. They, they broke some streaks. Let's do some, that. Some, yeah. some fun facts. See, we're on the there. same page. We're, we're like Joe and Jamar in crunch time. Go ahead. And so we'll finish the show there coming up next. I'm really geeked out by our new partner. And at some point this week, we're going to be talking about left tackle, probably tomorrow's show, like in-depth left tackle. Um, Well, imagine if you were the Bengals GM. Well, you can be with the mobile game Ultimate Football GM. You can become an NFL GM and make all of the moves, trading players, sign players. Sign players. You see what I'm hitting at, Jake Lisko. All of this, it can be done with Ultimate Football GM. And it's a challenging and realistic game world. It's completely free, playable online, play on the go as you went, as you want, when you want to. And Locked on Bengals listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when you use promo code LOCKED ON in all capitals, LOCKED ON in the game store. That's LOCKED ON in all caps. So check it out today to download the game. Go to Ultimate GM or look it up on the app stores. It's ultimate-gm.com or in the app stores, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. The most notable streak for the Bengals, I don't know if this is a streak exactly. There are some streaks too, but many, many players asked about this after the game. Again, kind of ho-hum, like they did win, and it was like a very tight win. And they're celebrating for sure. Zach Taylor went over to the blind pig, delivered a game ball. Good video going around on Twitter of that. But for the first time in Cincinnati Bengals history, back-to-back seasons with the playoff win. And I do think this means something. Not that it is like the most meaningful thing if they would have lost this game in terms of being a verdict about Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow and all this stuff, but to be able to do it in your first two tries. I mean, we talk a lot about how special Joe Burrow is and Joe Burrow this week spent some time talking about how he hopes to spend his career in Cincinnati with Zach Taylor as his coach and praising his head coach Mm -hmm. tells you a little bit of something about how special these years have been. No doubt. And I don't know how this season's going to end, right? You know, do they get three more wins? That's, that's what everyone's thinking and hoping, you know, probably that's listening to this podcast. But to do that, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, 2011 to 2015, right? It, it wasn't crazy long. I, I remember 05 like it was yesterday or 09 when in this very stadium, I thought that they were going to handle business against the Jets team. It, you know, all of those times, all of those things. And today there was – Honestly, all of those Bengals teams would have lost today. All of them. The difference it, it are these guys. Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, this entire coaching staff. I can go up and down. Obviously, Sam Hubbard is a part of that. But this team is just different than those teams. And when you think of certain organizations, you think of wins. Well, you, it wasn't always the case when you thought of, oh, the New England Patriots, you thought of Super Bowls. And things can change and perceptions can change. And that's what we're witnessing now is it's changing. And Burrow talks about this all the time, how this is the standard. And that's great. And it gets people hyped and it should. But you have to do it. And they're doing it. And that's what that means. Back-to-back years, advancing in the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. It's not like they were, you know, created in 1994 or 1997 And by the way, that would still be a a great accomplishment. We're talking about 1968. We're talking about 55 seasons. And so I hope my math is right. 55 seasons. And and they were able to to accomplish that. So it's a huge feat. It's more important than back-to-back AFC North titles. It's more important than all of those. It's one of the most important things they've done during this run, I think, because it shows consistency and it establishes a winning culture not just one year because it wasn't just one year and it isn't just one year. And, and I think they're here to stay, but they proved that they weren't just some one hit wonder last year. And, and they did that by going up to this point, at least 13 and four in four and one in the postseason. Jake, how about that? Remember Oh, and five for, for, for that Andy Dalton led team and AJ McCarron's in there too. So on four for Andy, but in Marvin Lewis, Oh, and seven, four and one sounds pretty good. And if you would have asked Bengals fans, could, could you imagine this happening after Zach Taylor's first two years in Cincinnati, man? Dude, what I, a turnaround. 
he was 625 and one. Crazy. I mean, if they do, think about it like this. If they do what they could do, there's a chance he ends up with more postseason wins in two seasons <laughs> than he did in his first two full seasons. He deserves a ton of credit. I mean, I was really, really, and I, you know, we're still critical when we need to be. It's our job. But I was really critical of Zach during that first year of me covering him in 2020 back on the beat. He's proved me wrong, no doubt about it. And today is another reason why, because I, honestly, I, I think some of those Marvin-led teams would have melted down early when the Ravens were trying to get under their skin and be physical and, and do all of those things, the Marcus Peters crap that he was trying to pull. I think that would have gotten under some of those guys' skin back in the day. Mm-hmm. In this young Bengals team, and they are pretty young, they're just too mature for that. And it just that doesn't phase them. And they're they're pretty unflappable. They don't really get rattled, which is it's really rare for any age group. And it just it shows their maturity. Good, good reflection on the head coach. Uh and and the quarterback. I mean, we've talked about how the team takes on the personality of its leaders. And and you start to see a little bit more more clearly anyway, perhaps the the bits of their personality that, that they've adopted from Zach Taylor. Another streak snap, James, is that the Bengals haven't won a Sunday night football game since September nineteenth of two thousand four. Was that Miami? They beat Miami on Sunday night. Miami sixteen to thirteen. Their all time record, in fact, 16, on Sunday 13. night football going back to nineteen ninety is three and seventeen before this game. They were on a 10-game Sunday night football losing streak. The Ravens came into this game, meanwhile, having won all six of their away wildcard games in Harbaugh's history. Or maybe ever in Ravens' history? The Ravens are a young team uh, in terms of franchise age. So two big streaks there. I didn't spent. realize that. He, he's never lost a wildcard game. Away wildcard game. Oh, yeah, because I remember the, the Ray Rice game against New England. They went up to Gillette and won way back in 09. Yeah. How about that? Give him credit, man. They came to play. I mean, this is a hard bleeping game. They, they, uh, that Roquan Smith trade's looking good, too, by the way. He, he's pretty good. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the trade, they, not the contract, the trade. Yeah. Okay. Cause, cause then they turned around and paid a linebacker, which the Bengals are about to do. But we're not going to get into that discussion. Are they? Well, Logan Wilson, right? Let's not talk about that. The season's still going. We ain't going into (laughs) offseason. What are we doing? You baited me. You baited me, James. What? You brought up Roquan Smith, who I didn't really – I mean, he's still a good player. Didn't really notice him as much. On a 1 to Uh, 10 concern level level with Evan McPherson. 1 to 10. Go. 10 10 is extremely super concerned you're calling Randy Bullock. Five. five like he's still going to be their kicker they're not going to make any changes but he does need to make extra points and not leave points on the like think back to new england too right stop leaving points on the field in your kicking game can't have it uh mm-hmm. snap hold all that looked fine to me operation looked fine to me looked like he just pushed the extra point uh one to ten james concern level with the offensive line Nine, I mean, it's high. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's hot. Scary. Three of the five guys are out. Like, I, I can't assume. Did you see that? It looked awful. I can't assume Jones going to play next week. No. And so, what? What are you talking? Isaiah Prince at one tackle spot. 
I mean, if they can get him up, it, it was phrasing. Uh, they they brought Jackson Carmen was their was their Boing. first tackle off the bench, man. Yeah. So, I, which yeah, I look here. Here's the thing. You know what they need to do? Don't say Whitworth. You know what they need to do? What What do they need to do, James? You know what they need to do? <laughs> Tell me. What do they need to do? There's one man that can save the day, and he <laughs> and he and he plays that position. This is we're uh, not talking about a position change anymore. <laughs> we're not talking about hey, come in. Are you oh, trying to tell man. me how much do you want to bet that he could come in right now and be better than seventy nine? Think you're think you're overtired, James. Two a.m. nearly. You got a newborn at home. You think Andrew Whitworth isn't better than Jackson Carmen? I don't. I don't have any comment. I mean, yes, I think he probably is, but is he going to come play left tackle for the Bengals? Zach Taylor literally laughed in the face of the reporter that asked about about this. right tackle. About, about right tackle. <laughs> it's completely. That's completely different. <laughs> All right. That's like, it's not left tackle and right tackle aren't way different for a a twenty year left tackle. I just here's the thing. They probably can't fix this in this playoff run. And it was a problem for them last year, but they got to the Super Bowl last year anyway. And I do think that, you know, Buffalo does, or Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo does have a good pass rush still. They don't have Von Miller, still have some guys that can get after the quarterback. We saw it with Skylar Thompson. Joe Burrow, obviously much better in the pocket. The Chiefs, if they get to that point, unless the Jaguars, Taylor, or uh, Trevor Lawrence never lost on Saturday. The Jags play the Chiefs on Saturday, so he gets to see if he can continue that streak. Uh, but but the pass rushes don't have the kind of depth that the Ravens do, even if the Ravens didn't have a ton of success this year in general. I think they got the, the, the really bad matchup out of the way. I take back all my questioning, James, when you said this was going to be the best defense they faced, that they were going to face in the playoffs in the yeah, AFC. I didn't rip you. I just thought, you know, maybe the Bills should get some credit. I, I take it back. This is This is a bad matchup. Should I make the call? Do it. You call. You think I'm playing? If you're watching on YouTube, you see it right here. Andrew Whitworth is on the phone. I had, you, I had to find a way to. I had to find a way to hide the number. Yeah, that was clever. Right. You, you call. Him. Don't don't make Zach call him. You call him first. Get, get Andrew, the feelers out there, dude. Joe needs to call him. Yeah. Anyway, the, the, the point I'm trying to make here is the Bengals did run for my year. life. Hey, Andrew, come block for me for three freaking games, please. Point I'm trying to make is they got to the Super Bowl. With a banged up off well, not even that banged up really. With with a similar, no, they were just bad last year. They were yeah. not banged up. <laughs> a lot of the same players though. Anyway, point is Joe Burrow overcame that last year. I think he's better this year. I think this team is better this year. And so, if they're going to overcome, at least they know that they can. Next week, Buffalo Sunday, three p.m., and we have a bunch of content coming your way. Until then, including a film review, a crossover, and a game preview. So until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Who day, and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.